Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend John Kaku, who's known around the Taiwanese and music community as DJ Kaku. 对啊，今天我们的来宾 John Kaku， 他除了本身是一位玩音乐的 DJ 以外，也跟我们之前来宾 Joey Joey 一样，是在 Twitch 上非常火药，而且呢，还是一位 NFT 数码艺术创作家哦。My guest today is American and has been living in Taiwan for quite some time now. He is a DJ, producer, Twitch streamer, entrepreneur, NFT creator, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend DJ Kaku, also known as John. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, John? How are you? Bro, does anyone even call you John anymore? I think like my parents still call me John, and also obviously wifey calls me Jonathan when she's really mad. But everyone knows me as Kaku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. I actually, as I was doing that intro, I was like, wait, I don't even call you John anymore. I yeah, call you Kaku for sure. But、uh, yeah, man, I've been called Kaku my whole life. Your whole life, yeah. yeah. And it's so much actually because I'm John. It's、mm -hmm. I love being called Drummond or like drums or、yeah. just something other than John. Right. But what's up, my brother?、I'm、Dude,、good. this has been a crazy couple years. Yes, for, definitely for you, for us, for the whole world. But can you give kind of an update on who you are, what you've been up to recently? Yeah. So for people that do not know me, my name is Kaku. I'm a DJ and producer based out of Taipei, Taiwan. Normally,、uh, pre-pandemic, I'm usually tour,、uh, touring the world, DJing. However, now I am a Twitch streamer slash NFT creator as well as a DJ. Ah,、uh, so, yes. Nice intro right there. This is, <laughs> that's not your first time doing that. I can tell. And these are two beautiful things that I want us to dive into today. So, how about let's start with, as you said, with the pandemic hitting, you stopped touring as much. You were just hit with a lot of struggle right there. Yes. So you transitioned. So successfully into Twitch and streaming live with your DJ sets and bringing on guests.、Uh, shout out to the Twitch community for—is it Boombox and Oxcord? Right. Nice.、Mm -hmm. So, can you share a little bit about that that transition? So, I think the best way to put it is because you know touring halted for all of us DJs. We had to pivot and to figure out like another way to get you know our music out there. Still continue to like you know ride the momentum or whatever. Because last in 2020, I was supposed to have a huge year. I had my first U.S. tour coming up.、Uh, had a lot of music releases lined up, but everything just like you know disappeared in、yeah. a in a matter of like two weeks. You know, I was like getting ready to go to America, then they're like, "Hey,、um, everything's canceled." It, it was really devastating at that time, and I was like, "Man, like I don't know if I can survive just doing shows in Taiwan." You know, because I love I love Taiwan, but it's it is a small country, and it is really difficult to you know maintain. I would say a DJ lifestyle. Yeah. Just a, and and I'm not the type to just like want to do club residencies, right? So I was like, okay, Twitch. This sounds really. This seems very interesting. And the outreach, you know, the reach that Twitch has is global. So I was like, maybe I could tap into a new audience. And I was ve very like fortunate enough. I know one of the co-founders, and a shout out to Kevin, by the way. Kevin、yeah. kind of got me、um, in touch with the Twitch Taiwan team, and it took a couple months, and we we launched our show, which is Boombox, which is just like an open format show where. I I play my music and then I have a guest DJ come in, and that guest DJ just plays whatever, right?、Yeah. And I also do like an interview portion, so it's kind of like a podcast slash DJ show,、mm -hmm. right? And then Oxcord 
that's more like a like a DJ freestyle battle show where I choose a genre. So like last week, Ray Ray was on and we did a Justin versus Justin. So Justin Timberlake versus Justin Bieber. <laughs> and we would, you know, we would both pick an artist. But then the twist is we prepare each other's USBs and we have to switch it on the spot. So it's like a 100% freestyle show. That's beautiful. Right. Shows the skills, but also kind of like you can mess with your guests by like, you know, putting in some like weird, like unknown tunes. And then the the viewers will kind of like decide on who had the better USB. So I think both formats have worked pretty well. And I, I, you know, I plan to carry it on as, you know, the world opens up. And my plan is like when I'm touring, like I'm going to do the shows wherever mm. I'm on tour because there's going to be green screens everywhere by then, right? Yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking is like, how do I do something new like in, in the live streaming platform, but also be able to carry it on after the pandemic? So yeah, Twitch has been really great, man. I've really like, you know, connected with a lot of new, like a new audience, new fan base. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Twitch fan base is a little bit different than my like regular fan base. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's been it's been a blessing. I think I've learned a lot, even like speaking on this podcast right now. I think I've gotten better at speaking on camera, uh, on mic, just because of Twitch. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you have. There's this calmness too, and then this beautiful energy that you've gotten mm-hmm. that you're rocking. So, man, shout out to all of that. Also, I love the the business mindset too. Of like, yeah, when you go back on tour, you can you can hit green screens all over. Right. Do these guest shows, you know, once a week, whatever you're doing. And, yeah. And just sure. crush it. Yeah. Love that, man. So dope, so dope. And now you are entering into, you just had, I believe, two successful drops of what is known as an NFT. So for those listening, I know that might be a new concept, a buzzword people are hearing a lot, non-fungible tokens in the crypto space. But it's an incredible new opportunity for visual artists, Hmm. for musicians, for singers, for all types of artists. So can you share about what you've been doing now in the NFT crypto space? Yeah, so I was actually, I, I think we were talking about this earlier before we were on camera. Um, I was never into crypto. Yeah, um, welcome. <laughs> I was a little bit stupid for not being in, in crypto maybe, <laughs> but I'm the kind of person, I don't really like to jump into things that I don't really know. That's like, smart though. You know? And I think with crypto, because I was so busy touring before and making music, I was very focused on just making music, you know, and doing music things. But because of the pandemic, I had a lot more time on my hands. I also had to figure out another like source of income, right? Because Twitch, yeah, as, um, as much as I love it, is not going to pay the bills. And that's when I started really reading up on NFTs. And it's also because a lot of my friends in America were starting to drop NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Space Yacht, I brought them over from America before the pandemic. And they're like one of the, the dopest, like, you know, promoters in America doing like, you know, alternative music. And I saw them doing a very successful um, run with like Nifty Gateway. Mm-hmm. I think they're working on their fourth drop already. So they've been in the game for a, a long time. And I saw how well they were doing financially, but also just the art itself was super fire. And they paired it with the music mm-hmm. that, um, you know, one of their, one of their um, co-founders, London Bridge, he's, he's a DJ also. So he was making the music for the art with their visual artists. And I was like, oh, Eureka, this is, this is something cool, you know? Nice. And uh, I just, you know, happened to meet a couple of new friends that are huge in the NFT space who own the platform. So shout out to Matt and Josh from Origin Protocols. Origin. Yeah. Yes. And like three months ago, uh, yeah, th- about three months ago, I really started to, you know, sketch out what I wanted to do. And um, I think because I'm so new to the NFT space, I knew that it would be really hard to just like 
just do a random artwork and just put it up on like OpenSea or something, yeah. you know, because it just wouldn't get the kind of traction. So I got lucky because I happened to be on this incredible album called uh, Dance Red Saves Lives. Right. And it's a album. It's tied to the Red Foundation. Red Foundation is this huge organization that was started by uh, Bono of U2. And it's been around for like, wow, over over a decade now. Right. Actually, almost two decades now. Yeah, actually, I think, I think. feels and, about uh, that long now. Yeah, and yeah, the Red Foundation like started like with this Apple collaboration. So any any of those like red products red you product, buy, yeah, yeah red like color, it, and then it would right. have the, the goes, hyphen RED, right? Right, and it goes towards like you know AIDS, yeah. right? So AIDS, um, AIDS, and now now actually COVID nineteen relief, right? Nice. And so I I was very lucky. I was blessed to be like reached out by them to be on this album, and with like amazing like other amazing like producers and uh djs you know so like even virgil abloh was on this yeah so anyway going along with what i was saying um because i was on this album i, I remixed this very famous track by this african artist i was like super inspired by that project you know and i was like yo this would be a great way to kind of like you know start my nfts like as a charity based nft but also like africa theme mm -hmm. so that entire p uh, collection was based on Africa and how uh, AIDS and other pandemics has affected um, the country as well as the world in the past and the present and the vision for a pandemic-free world in the future. So that's like the entire theme of the collection. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you saw it. I, I think did. it came out really beautiful. And I worked on it with uh, this visual artist also based out of Taipei, this young kid who's super talented. He's already worked with people like Rez, Marshmallow. That's how I kind of found out about him. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, you know, Taiwanese-based, you know, artist that's trying to help the African cause. Let's work with a, you know, artist out of Taiwan too, and make it just like this, like unity between the two nations. That that's really like what was the whole theme of the the NFTs was. Yeah, yeah man. And so so beautifully said. And I remember seeing the visual art for this, and it reminded me of an old book called The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. Yeah. And the opening chapter is about this like so African Sahara like visual and man it it was so stunning and I love all that work you're doing. 刚才在访谈开始的时候卡库提到说在新冠肺炎爆发之前啊他本来常常都会世界各地做DJ的巡回表演 那特别是呢，他们在直播上的主要特色就是邀请DJ来宾到线上battle，好来进行开放型的那个DJ比赛，让主场他自己跟客场的那个来宾DJ两方当场就是即兴发挥，做一些令人意想不到的演出。这边大
啊，或是 in a matter of a few hours， 短短几小时内。但有时候这个片语 a matter of 也可以用来表达迟早的事，哈，很特别哈。我们可以说 it's only a matter of time。就是说，只是时间早晚的问题，这样子。例如，你说 "It's only a matter of time before we catch him"， 啊，就是我们抓到他只是迟早的事。那除了刚才讲的这些呢，其实还有很多其他的用法。但我们这边碍于时间关系，实在没办法再跟各位多做解说。如果有问题的话呢，欢迎大家在节目底下留言告诉我们哦。那除了音乐部分的工作以外啊，卡古他还是一位 NFT 的数码艺术创作家哦。不过是说这个 NFT 到底是是什么东西嘞？数码艺术创作又是什么？跟跟数码宝贝有关系吗？哎，我这样子讲数码宝贝是不是把我年纪透露出来？<笑>好，反正是是什么样的原因，好让他从做音乐跨界来到数码艺术创作这样的圈子里嘞？好，来三个问题，现在一一来帮你解答。首先，这个 NFT 它是。Non-fungible token 的缩写，翻成中文的话呢，就是非同质代币。好，可想而知，就是同质代币的相反嘛，对不对？那同质代币又是什么嘞？像是我们日常生活里面手中手里可以拿到那些钞票啦、铜板，或是现在很流行的加密货币，像是比特币等等，都算是同质代币。因为他们有同等价值，可以拿来互相做交易，对吧？好像一块钱可以换一块钱，一个比特币等于一个比特币。但非同质代币呢，就是就是它每个所有的那个价值不一样，不能够互相互相交易、互相取代。像是艺术品啦、啊，或是音乐画作等等，甚至是 NBA 精彩画面，都可以算是 NFT 的一种。好，那这部分呢？他们刚才在访谈内容里面是没有提到啦，只是我想说，嗯，大家可能对这方面比较没有接触，所以跟各位稍微介绍一下。不过因为我也不是专家，所以更详细的部分可能还是要请听众朋友们自己上网爬文，或是跟专业人士咨询哦。好，那所以像刚才讲的，艺术品也可以是一种 NFT， 也就是卡库最近在做的数码艺术创作。只是很可惜，他在这方面还算是新手啊，作品在那个平台上面不容易会有人注意到。不过幸好呢，后来受邀加入了跟 Red Foundation 好一个这个艾滋公益团体合作的一张专辑，提升了他的曝光率，甚至呢还因为那次跟一名非洲艺术家的合作机会，激起了他的创作想法，成立了自己的一个以非洲为主题的慈善 NFT。好，来帮助一些像是艾滋病或是最近这个新冠肺炎的患者。那这边有两个片语，我们来练习一下。Pay the bills， 它有两种意思，一个是从字面上我们可以理解的付账单，好，就是像可能在餐厅吃饭要付的账单啦、啊，或是平常家里每个月要付的电费、水费、电话费等等。那另外一个就是它的延伸义，好，可以用来表达支付生活开销。所以刚才前面在卡库提到说他想要提高收入的时候，讲说，哎，那个 Twitch 上面虽然有收入，但没有多到说可以 pay the bills， 意思呢就是说没办法负担生活开销。好，这是一个非常倒地的用法，听众朋友们可以把它收到你的口袋片语里哦。另外一句很简单，可以用来形容时间很多的事 ，a lot of time on my hands。好，注意它的介系词是 on 
on my hands。所以现在你知道，如果哪天你想要表达你时间很多，除了可以讲一般的 I have a lot of time 以外呢，也可以用这句 I have a lot of time on my hands。这句话一出来，人家就知道你是嗯有练过的。<笑>好啦，那这段内容就先在这里告一段落，我们赶快继续来听下半段的分享吧。So thinking about the future with you know Twitch, with DJing, with NFT creation, can you share a little bit about your vision for what you want to be creating in the future? So I think I'm gonna scale up my Twitch.、Um, so, well, actually, I I wouldn't say scale up because I've kind of done almost everything possible on Twitch already. Besides my you know weekly shows, I've also done this、uh, like online festival, like virtual festival、um, last year, which was which were both very successful. So I did one that's Cag Pack. Which is more Jersey Club, like that's that's the genre that I'm known for. Right, right. So I did this like Jersey Club virtual festival, called the Cag Pack Fest. Like it went, like it was it did very well. So I was like highlighting a lot of new like Jersey Club like producers, and just streaming like all their you know live sets that they would send me right,、mm-hmm. and I would host it, and that went super well. And I also did like a huge virtual like a Kaku and Friends festival with like very you know very well known artists, and it took a long time to gather everybody's videos and. It took two days to host, but that also went super well. So I think I'm gonna carry that on, but also in in real life. That's that's, that's like kind of like what I why I did it、yeah. to kind of show promoters that hey, I'm just like DJ out of Taipei, and I can gather all these people because that shows a lot of the network that I have, right?、Mm-hmm. And so that was just kind of like learning how to do more international, I would say like festivals or shows, but like online.、Yeah. But now I can like take it up a notch when things are a little bit normal. So that's like kind of what I have、uh, envisioned for the future for, with Twitch and just like real life shows. Yeah, man.、Um, and also for NFTs, yeah, I have a few drops that I'm working on right now, and I can't really say too much, but、sure. it's gonna it's gonna be revolutionary for sure. And it's gonna so I, I'm really into metaverses. So that's what you saw in that the last、um, drop I did f-、mm-hmm. for、um, Red, right? The IVI one. That one's like a metaverse. So like creating like this. This other universe in like the virtual world—that's like what I'm into. But I'm trying to see like how I can kind of connect it into VR, something like that. So that's kind of like the the overall like idea of what I want to do in the NFT space. You know, not just art, but、uh, art you can live in. Ooh, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, yeah. beautiful. And、uh, you should you should check out Decentraland. Yeah, so I'm sure you so、have. I'm actually already <laughs> eyeing Decentraland. Yeah, but that's the last thing I can really say. But there's something that I'm really Like cooking up right now, yeah.、Beautiful, so you'll、beautiful. see it hopefully this year. I'm excited, man. I, I love the vision, and I love kind of you know the creativity that you're 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 brewing right now. I can feel、yeah. it. It's it's beautiful passion. So if we can, I'd love to talk a little bit about kind of your backstory and and、mm-hmm. why you're in Taiwan. So can you share a bit about kind of your journey? Like how did you end up here in Taiwan? My my whole journey was after college. It was during the. Like the mark the the stock market crash. Remember the recession in oh、uh, eight oh nine. That was like kind of like when I graduated、uh, from uni. Yeah. And I could not find a job even with a degree in America at that time. Right. And because I do have some roots in Taiwan, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to Taiwan for a few years.、Uh, I actually wanted to go to Beijing first, and I did go to Beijing, but I was like, yo, I couldn't. I cannot live here. This is this is a little bit too different for me.、Mm-hmm. So I decided on Taiwan. I worked for like a regular. Like nine to five job for years.、Um, I st- first started out working for this like、uh, hydraulics manufacturer here for like a couple years,、yeah. and then I went into tech a little bit, 
And then uh, the last thing I did, I was the director of Tinder. So I brought Tinder over to That's this country, right. you know. But the entire time I was doing my day job, I was always DJing on the weekends. And I pretty much like got my first foot in the door within like not even a one year of being in Taiwan. It's just like I realized at that time the music was a little behind. So I just did like a tryout for like Spark at that time it was like one of the biggest clubs. And uh, I became like a resident right away and started kind of building a little fan base here. And I was touring internationally like by the, the year end. Nice. And so I, I felt, you know, I found pretty, you know, good success like doing the music side. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do both. Mm -hmm. But I think it wasn't until about, I would say almost near, nearing six years ago now where I realized like, hey, I can do this like as a living. And I'm way more passionate about this, you know. And at that time, it was a really hard, kind of a scary decision. But I decided to like go all in on music. And now, you know, look, I, I could probably, you know, be getting paid like a decent amount doing like corporate stuff. But I, I love to do what I do. I love to make a difference in people's lives, playing music, you know, making music. And uh, it's, it's been it's been great, man. And I, that's kind of how I like, you know, came here. But I've, you know, expanded beyond Taiwan. I love living in Taiwan, but, you know, normally I'm, you know, touring all the time. Yeah. So I get to see, you know, the world through music, which is you know, it's like a dream come true for me, right? Like, I've only, like... Dude, if you asked me, like, 10 years ago if I'd be doing this as a living, I, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> I, was, I was just happy, like, DJing, like, at a small little club uh, near my college, you know? Right. So... Yeah, yeah. man. It's it's beautiful, and it's, it's a, a testament to your kind of journey and your story. Mm -hmm. And thinking about, though, too, with how much your Twitch community has grown and your fan base here... Are you speaking now Mandarin and English on a lot of your streams? Yeah, so our our show is definitely bilingual, but yeah. it really depends on who the guest DJ is. Mm -hmm. Like, I always wanted to do this Twitch streams to have a guest every week, and um, because right now we're in Taiwan, and not everyone's like you know flu fluent in you know in, in English, mm -hmm. so I also have to kind of just like speak Mandarin sometimes depending on the guest. Uh, I it is more predominantly English, mm -hmm. but because we are you know streaming on kind of like the prime time. For, for I would say Taiwan Taiwan time, not yeah. American time. So right. we do have some, you know, obviously some Taiwanese viewers, right? So I do have to speak a little Chinese, but I think they like that my Chinese is a little broken. Uh, my Chinese is okay, dude, but like it's not like spectacular. Yeah. So I think like when I mess up, people really like they enjoy it, right? Yeah. And so it kind of depends on the guests. Like I feed on the guest energy a right. lot, and there are shows that are a little bit more like slow, but there are shows that just go like quick. Yeah. But it just depends on the guest. And like, you know, some of the guests, like I, I teach them English and they teach me, you know, Mandarin. It's, it's pretty funny. That's so beautiful, man. It just depends on the guest, really. Yeah. And actually, yeah. it kind of, you know, we've talked off air about you potentially adding more of a, a podcast component to your yes. life. And I feed off the energy, just you know, and like yeah. when you're here and you're fired up sharing about your life, I'm like, yes, go yeah, for it. And for sometimes sure. guests are like, yeah, so I do this. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just got to keep feeding them questions. I think, I think you know. The art to podcast or Twitch or whatever is, even though there there isn't like a live audience technically like watching, yeah, you know, it's just a conversation between you and I. So it's like when I do like a show on Twitch with another guest, it's like both of us just hanging out and just playing music, mm -hmm. and not really necessarily like paying attention to who's watching you, but just vibing out like as DJs, you know, right. like right now. We're just broing out, you know? <laughs> so it's just this, I think, I think that's like what I learned uh, through Twitch. I don't think I would be as comfortable doing podcasts. Yeah. Like I, I'm actually planning on doing podcasts like in the near future, but I don't think I would have learned how to be comfortable like on mic 
if it wasn't for Twitch. Yeah. Twitch kind of forces you to do that, right? Because one, people are watching you live and you also have to entertain them, them for like four hours. Yeah. So you can't just like be stacked, you know, just standing there not doing anything. You got to entertain the people who are literally watching you from their living room. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like there's an art to it that I've learned. Uh, I'm nearing like a year now. Can't believe it. It's insane. I can't believe that either. But uh, it's taught me a lot. It's it's really taught me a lot. So I, I suggest anyone that's never done Twitch, try it out. It's pretty fun. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Awesome, Kaku. Well, bro, it's great to have you on the show, man. And so happy to hear, you know, all the things you've overcame. And I know, you know, it's an ongoing roller coaster, but you've got a great mindset for it. And I wish you nothing but success. So where can people find more of your life online? Any any upcoming shows, projects? Where can people find For you? sure. Um, you can follow me on my Instagram and Twitter at Kakuberry, K-A-K-U-B-E-R-R-Y. Twitch is also the same, K-A-K-U-B-E-R-R-Y. My music is kind of like on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on all major platforms. So SoundCloud, just type in DJ Kaku. And Spotify, just K-A-K-U, and that'll get you started, all right? And I have a lot of new music coming out this year that I held on dropping in 2020. So look out for new music. Also, big NFT project dropping towards the summer and end of the year. And yeah, just follow me on my socials. You're going to see everything. Awesome, sure. brother. Well, again, it's a pleasure. And shout out to your vision and everything you've been doing. And I look forward to seeing more shows and more music and more Definitely. creation coming up soon. And shout out to John Drummond. Hey, who's that guy? I don't hey, know this guy. This guy's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. 第二段这边一开始，卡库他讲到的是对于未来的规划。好，除了本来在 Twitch 上面就有在弄的表演以外呢，他自己去年也另外办了两场线上虚拟音乐节，邀请了一些知名 DJ 到他的节目上做演出。不过特别是呢，他说这种模式的演出，这种线上的虚拟音乐节啊，就算最后疫情好转，生活回归正常了，他也是有可能会继续办哦。而且这样子也才可以让活动的出资承办人知道说。哎，卡苦是很有实力、人脉很广的，可以从台湾召集到各地的 DJ 到节目上做线上虚拟表演。那当然，现场演出也是会有啦，但就是会线上跟现场两种都办这样子。好，除了这一外呢，我们在上段有讲到说，卡苦他有开始在往 NFT 这一块发展。那详细内容可能因为是商业机密吧，他不便多说。但基本上就是希望可以结合 VR 科技，结合这个呃 virtual reality， 好来带给粉丝一场震撼的演出。这边有句片语 to cook up something， 大家知道是什么意思吗？听到那个 cook， 是不是想说嗯，跟跟煮东西应该有关系？卡库说他没办法透露太多内情，但是他真的有在 cook up 一些东西。好，这个 cook up 在这样子的情况下呢，表达的是。准备筹划做某件事情，跟一般我们熟悉的煮饭没有太大的关系，大家不要误会。不过，如果是在别的情况下，就可以有煮饭的意思。像如果只是一般的简单帮你煮些吃的，就是 I'll cook something up for you。但如果说，哎，今天是爸爸生日啊，所以妈妈在厨房准备好料的，好，那这时候就可以说 Mom is cooking up a storm。好，在最后加上一个这个 storm。就能表达出妈妈大展厨艺、奋力做菜的意思。好，所以我们看到 cook up 这个片语的时候，要从前后文跟那个情境去判断，说，哎，他现在是在讲跟煮煮饭有关，还是在讲计划做某件事情有关。
。再来，卡古他讲到，他刚到台湾的前期，也是跟很多人一样做那个 nine to five， 朝九晚五的工作。然后只有在周末才会弄音乐，直到后来发现自己实在是太喜欢做音乐了，没办法只坐在办公室上班，所以就下定决心改当全职 DJ。听众朋友如果有兴趣的话呢，可以找个时间去线上看看他的表演哦，因为他通常也是会以中英双语呈现，实在是很适合想要学英文的大家，可以抓紧机会练听力。最后我们再练一个片语作为结尾 ，to feed on something。好，原本意思是靠什么什么为食，像嗯吸吸血鬼好了，呃、uh, ，vampires feed on blood， 然后就是吸血鬼靠靠血为食。但卡古说他 feed on the guest energy， 不是说他靠节目来宾的能量为食哦，不是什么怪物以人家的能量为食，有没有？我们是教育学习节目，不是恐怖电台。好，他这句 feed on the guest energy。其实是在表达节目上来宾所散发出来的能量，常常是他的能量来源。好，来宾开心，他也开心；来宾心情不好，他也高兴不起来。这样子，好啦，希望大家都有从这次的内容学到一些东西。那待会节目过后，也赶快上 Twitch 去看看他的表演吧。Bye everyone, later, peace. All right, well that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. 好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦，感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。